It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Hello to everyone. Welcome to the program. Since the first century, Jesus Christ has been the dominant figure in Western culture. But more than that, Jesus is the center of history. A large portion of the human race continues to divide history into B.C. and A.D. by reference to his birth. Certainly, Jesus is the focus of Scripture. The Bible is not a random collection of religious documents. Much of the Old Testament gives the promise of his coming as God in a human body. And the New Testament discusses him as Savior. Jesus himself said, The scriptures bear witness of me. That's in John chapter 5, verse 39. In the book, to understand the Bible, look for Jesus. Norman Geisler has chapters entitled, Christ is the Key to the Bible, Christ in Both Testaments, and Christ in Each Book of the Bible. The deity of the person of Jesus is the foundation of Christianity. Jesus is also the heart of mission. Some people cross land and sea, continents and cultures as missionaries in order to commend not a civilization, not an institution, nor an ideology, but rather a person, Jesus of Nazareth, whom Christianity claims is the Son of God. Allow me to identify some key elements that point to the uniqueness of Jesus. First, Jesus is unique because biblical prophecy foretold important details about him centuries before his birth. The Old Testament, which existed many centuries before Christ, predicted the where, the when, and the how Christ would enter the world. He would be born of a woman, come from the line of Adam's son Seth, through Noah's son Shem, through Abraham, through the tribe of Judah, and a descendant of David. Psalms chapter 2 verse 7, chapter 45 verse 6, and chapter 110 verse 1 shows the Messiah as both God and man. The Old Testament predicted Christ would die for our sins, and would rise from the dead, well over 300 prophecies were uniquely fulfilled in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. This is not true of any other person in history. Second, Jesus is unique in his conception. 
He was not only supernaturally predicted, he was also miraculously conceived and born. While announcing Jesus' virgin birth, Matthew, in chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, points to the prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 7, verse 14. Luke, a physician and an historian, records a conversation with the Virgin Mary and the angel Gabriel regarding the inception of Jesus' life in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Third, Jesus is unique because of the miracles he performed. From the first miracle in Cana of Galilee, where he turned water to wine, Jesus' ministry was marked by miracles. Nicodemus' conversation with Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 2, Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, verse 22. This special outpouring of miracles was set forth ahead of time as a special sign that Messiah had come. Fourth, Jesus is unique because of his resurrection from the dead. The crowning miracle of Jesus' earthly mission was the resurrection. It was not only predicted in the Old Testament in Psalms chapter 2 and 16, but Jesus himself predicted it, and he fulfilled that claim. This can be found in John 2, verse 19 and 21, Matthew 12, verses 40 through 42, and chapter 17, verse 9. The resurrection vindicates Jesus' assertion to the high priest from which he was condemned to be crucified. That's in Mark chapter 14, verses 61 and 62. Jesus demonstrated the reality of his resurrection in 12 appearances in different settings over 40 days to more than 500 people. That can be verified in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 8. Something changed the apostles from being fearful to fearless. They believed the resurrection authenticated Jesus as the Son of God. That event appears in every early Christian sermon in Acts. Each sermon reaches its crescendo with the resurrection of Jesus. Because of his resurrection, it is possible to know Jesus Christ today. He did not decay in some tomb in Jerusalem. That tomb in which he was buried was empty on that Sunday morning after his crucifixion. He rose from the dead and is alive today. Muslims cannot claim to know Muhammad. Buddhists cannot claim to know Buddha. Christian scientists cannot know Mary Baker Eddy. Confucianists cannot know Confucius, but all Christians are able to say with Paul, I know whom I have believed. That can be verified in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. A Muslim is not able to say Mohammed is a god. A Buddhist cannot say that Buddha is a savior. A Christian scientist cannot say that Mary Baker Eddy is a sacrifice to God. 
Confucianists cannot say that Confucius is a substitute for sinners. But Jesus can say all of these things. That can be verified in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Fifth, Jesus is unique because of his qualifications. Peter said of Jesus, he is the holy and righteous one. He is the author of life. He is the one of whom the Old Testament prophets spoke. He is called the Christ, the promised Messiah. Sixth, Jesus is unique because of his achievements. He is the world's savior because he can forgive our sins. That's in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And then Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. And to bring us into fellowship with God. He is our substitute on the cross. He paid the penalty for our sins. He is the believer's example. And he is the only way to heaven. That's in John chapter 14, verse 6, and in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. The only mediator between God and man. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Seventh, Jesus is unique because of his claims. First, there are seven metaphorical I am statements he made about himself in the Gospel of John. He said, A, I am the breath of life. Jesus establishes a pattern that continues throughout John's Gospel. Jesus makes a statement about who he is, and he substantiates it by something he does. He fed 5,000 people, and he contrasts what he can do with what Moses did. Jesus said, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. That's found in John chapter 6, verses 49 and 50. B, I am the light of the world. In John 8, verse 12, and chapter 9, verse 5, Jesus' words and actions echo Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. C, I am the door. In John chapter 10, verses 7 and 9, what is the function of the door? It lets people in and keeps people out. Thus, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven by any other means except that of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up another way, that man is a thief and a robber. That's in John chapter 10, verse 1. His words are couched in the imagery of a sheepfold. The common practice of shepherds when it came time to bed the sheep down, he would have closed every way out of the sheepfold except the door. The shepherd would lie down across the door so that if the sheep would attempt to get out, they would wake him. Or if a predator would attempt to attack the sheep, the shepherd would be able to thwart that attack. D. I am the good shepherd. 
as found in John chapter 10, verse 11 and 14. Jesus took for himself one of God's titles in the Old Testament. The Lord is my shepherd, found in Psalm 23, verse 1. E, I am the resurrection and the life. That's in John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus made the statement immediately before raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus' teaching was not just empty speech. When he made such a claim, he substantiated it with action. He fulfills Yahweh's promise to Israel. God's dead shall live. Their bodies shall rise. That's in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 19. Apart from Jesus, no one ever has made a promise of resurrection and the gift of eternal life. F. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's in John chapter 14, verse 6. This statement is overflowing with meaning. Jesus is not just a way to God, but the only way. Psalm chapter 119, verse 160 says, The very essence of God's word is truth. And here is Jesus saying that he is the truth, confirming his identity as the living word of God. That is found in John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14. Moreover, he alone is the source of life, the creator and sustainer of all life, and the giver of eternal life. Gee, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. That's in John chapter 15, verse 1 and 5. There are more I am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. But these are not metaphors. Rather, one is God's name applied to Jesus, and others are answers that ask Jesus if he is who they are looking for. In that first instance, Jesus responds to the Pharisees' complaint by saying, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was born, I am. That's in John chapter 8, verse 58. Another I am statement happened when Jesus is speaking to the Samaritan woman at the well. She says, when the Messiah comes, he will declare all things to us. And Jesus replies, I who speak to you am he. That's in John chapter 4, verse 25b and 26. He said to the Pharisees, For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. That's in John chapter 8, verse 21 and 24. When the mob came to arrest Jesus, he asked them whom they saw. They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus replied, I am he. That's in John 18, verses 4 and 5. The high priest asked Jesus, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. 
and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. That's in Mark chapter 14, verses 61b and 62. Allow me to close this episode by reminding you, exercise daily, walk with God. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith, with Joe Mott.